Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course, my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years Years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's Frizi Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. I'm on a journey to get better in all areas of life, from wellness and mental health to career and relationships and so much more. I know getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when you can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menounos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Better Together with Mr. Maria Menounos. Did I just officially rebrand us? Yeah, you did. Okay. It's better together with Maria Menounos, but of course, (laughs) I'm not Maria Menounos. I'm Mr. Maria Menounos. Sitting in, and we're excited to bring you part two of our Jillian Barbary interview. Um, the first one was about true crime. Somehow, we're talking the Manson, her experience with the Manson family. We're talking about uh, El, her experience with El Chapo, her experience with the BT, BTK killer. And, like, when I say like experience, I mean front row, like act, actual experience. Yes, front row involvement and long term with all those parties. Anyway, but. Um, there's so much more to Jillian. Um, this is a cancer survivor. This is a, a, an independent single mother. This is someone who's twice divorced. Someone who's had to pay alimony because to a professional baseball player, no less. Insane. <laughs> um, and then, you know, dealing with molestation from yeah. uh, the age of six to ten. Mm. And then being in with five foster families before the age of one. Finding her birth parents. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a, lot, there's a lot. There's a lot that we're going to go over. And hopefully um, a lot of it will help other people out there. Other women, especially who are carrying a lot. And don't think they can go on. And Jillian just keeps on going. And um, yeah, it's a really cool interview. So 
I hope uh, I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. And um, yeah, we've not seen the last of Jillian. She will be back um, again because she is a dear friend and she has so much to offer. So with that, let's go to part two of our interview with Jillian Barbary. Uh, let's look at your story. So I forgot about the whole foster care. You know what your journey outside of I mean, there's just so so many layers. That's why I encourage everyone to download. Uh, Jillian's podcast because you have just endless amounts of content and stories but can we start from the beginning with you and and the foster home situation because I I, I don't know why I've I've omitted that I've heard that but I've omitted <laughs> it from my brain well my parents were both uh, born in Europe different countries and they emigrated to Canada uh, at 17 and they met and they had me um he's lithuanian uh he was born and raised in england and she was born and raised in ireland and so when they came to canada they had me and they were just too young so they put me up for adoption um well she had eight brothers and sisters and because she was so young at the time she picked a fight she lived at home till she was six months pregnant not really showing and then she picked a fight with her mother uh so, so her mother wouldn't know because she said her mother would have killed her um and then she went to live in a home for unwed mothers. And uh, so she had me and then came back home. Like I have a picture of her three weeks after giving birth and she's like fucking skinny again. I'm like, bitch. So anyway, <laughs> she, um, um, they put me up for adoption. Well, her social worker says to her, hey, if you marry the father, you'll get the baby back. So they married on Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, excuse me, I have the ring, New Year's Eve. Uh, and they went January 1st back to the Catholic Children's Aid Society and it was closed. So they went back on the second and they said, oh, that baby's been adopted. Well, I wasn't, I was in foster care. And I went through five different families before I landed with the people who eventually adopted me. And when I told my, I, cause I found, I hired a detective and I found my whole family. Of course you did. And I have two, I have two full sisters cause my mom and dad got married and had other daughters. And one's an engineer in Toronto, and the other one is a, uh, she works at the Toronto International Film Festival. So I grew up literally 20 minute birth family. They had a life in Toronto, and I was in Burlington, a smaller town. But you didn't know, so but at that, but did, I, at what age did you find your forever, what, through foster care, did you find your forever home? Um, I was officially uh a year a year old wow okay and so my parents adopted me and that's where i grew up that the house that i grew up they're still in and so you know then i met my whole birth family when did you meet them uh, Jillian? They, when did you meet the birth what's that? when did you meet the birth family because you went and found them right and what, i did i hired a detective when i was 34 and they came to me four weeks later and they're like, oh, okay, well, here's your father's name. Here's your mother's name. And then they go, the last thing they said was, do not call them. Do not cold call. And I was like, okay, I won't click. Click. I call 411. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew it. And I opened up a bottle of wine. I was like, okay, take a breath. I did not know how to spell his last name. So I had to say to the operator, it's, it's Butoiskis because he's Lithuanian. And so anyway, long story short, I got the number and it's seven o'clock here. No, seven o'clock in Toronto, four o'clock here. And I call him up and it's like this California number comes up and he's like, huh? 
And I go, uh, oh, he goes, hello. And I go, oh, uh, hi, is this Vincent? He goes, yes. I go, Vincent Michael. And I couldn't pronounce the last name. And he goes, yes. And I said, oh, well, this is going to be the strangest call you ever receive. And he said, should I sit down? And I said, yep. And then the next question was, is it you? And I said, it is. And then he <gasps> said to me, I know. And the, the, the next question was, do you hate us? And I'm like, what? Why would I hate you? I'm like, no, I'm, I have a great life. I live in California. I was married to the baseball player at the time. I'm like, I know I'm calling to thank you. And then he says, I swear to you, we talked for four hours and I halfway through, he says, oh my God, wait until your sisters find out. I go, oh, you got remarried and I have half sisters. And he's like, no, they're full sisters. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, so you guys gave me, and then you had two daughters. He goes, yeah, and I go, oh my God, I can't wait to meet them. I'm so excited. And I said, I hope they're happy to meet me. And he goes, well, here's the thing. Your mother remarried a man. And I don't think she's ever told him about you. He only knows about Amy and Susie. I was like, fuck. So then I knew it was going to be a harder, you know. So I wrote her a letter. Instead of calling her, I wrote her a letter. And um, I just said, I don't want to interrupt your life. I know you're remarried. And I just want to say thank you. You did the right thing. If you've ever had doubt about it, um, you did the right thing. You're amazing for doing what you did. And it took her three days to call me. But, but when she did, her husband got on the line first and he said to me, are there any other secrets I should know about? He's from London. And it, we just laughed and had a great, you know, and then she uh, was very nervous to meet me. And, and then, I, you know, they didn't know what I did. So I said, yeah, you know, I work in television and they're like, oh, are you in anything we would have seen? I'm like, no, well, I'm like, do you watch football? My sister said, yeah. And I go, oh, well, I'm on the NFL. And then my sister who's an engineer married to her her husband's an engineer he loves football and then he yelled out are you the weather girl and i said yeah and she goes oh my god we've watched you every sunday when you're on the go 24 7 like me guys finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at macy's do for me from working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials it's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first-time mom for a while now as you know I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me so I know we're all focusing on our families our health hopefully our jobs and everything in between but it's time to make your life a little easier and to help you out I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam all the details are in the show notes below or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too I have some new picks on there this little bomber jacket this little black dress you're gonna love it and then my other sister she used to watch a show with Pam well she didn't watch it but it would be on in the bar she worked with Ryan Gosling's sister Mandy and they would you know they were bartenders at this bar and there was a tv and I told her yeah I'm in the show VIP and so VIP was on and she's like yeah my birth sister just called us out of the blue the other day and I think that's her and then Mandy Gosling's like what she goes I know I have this birth sister and nobody knew about her so it took them a second to get used to it but then they're like fuck it I'm coming down to visit you're in California, we're down. My sister was 22. 
she comes down with this big parachute and a box of my history from great grandparents who they look like, their name, like crazy shit. Photographs from the 1800s. I was like, oh, I was bawling for hours. And then she's getting her rig all ready because she's going to jump out of airplanes in Paris. And she was supposed to stay for two weeks and she stayed for nine months. And um, we called her my assistant because I had like five shows on TV at the time. So she would come from the dating show, the morning show. But she was a horrible assistant because she had no phone, no car. Like we would joke about it. But uh, we're really close. I grew up in a family that adopted me with a girl named Dawn, who I'm really close with. Dawn and Amy became close. So we've all, and, and then Susie's up north, you know, a little further in Canada. But we're all friends. And the greatest moment of my life was my birth mother knew she was dying of cancer. Mm. And um, she all of her family flew out, some from Ireland, some from England. And they came to my sister Susie's home, beautiful home. And my mom and dad have a cottage. My mom and dad raised me. And I said, it's an hour drive please come because Jerry wants to thank you. That's my birth mom. Mm -hmm. And I said, she is dying. And it would mean a lot if you both could come and meet her because she just wants to say thank you. My mom and dad come with their dog and there's all my mom's crazy uncles that are all drunk, her her crazy brothers rather, my uncles, her other sisters that did have breast cancer too, like all kinds of crazy shit. But my mom had three kinds of cancers. When my mom met her, she was not too weak. She was still kind of with it. And she was drinking it in a great mood and she's hugging my mom, Muriel. Her name, my birth mom's Jerry. My adopted mom is J- Muriel. And she was hugging them. Oh, Muriel, it's great to meet you. you. I love you so much. You don't know me, but you did such a good, I can't take any credit for this girl. You, you and Jim did it all. Like she just wanted to say thank you. And then that was in the summer. And then I got a call from my sisters um, on a Sunday in Chris- at Christmas time. And they said, you have to come no Saturday night they said you have to come now and I was like oh she was on her deathbed so I was able to stay for those three nights with her and then she Wednesday night um it's crazy because she's from Ireland I was playing Celtic music all she wanted was red wine and a cigarette so I'm like I'm gonna get you that so I get her it and then I'm playing Celtic music a huge blizzard comes nobody can come back to her house so it's just me and her and I told my sisters I'm like I'm playing Celtic music they're like abort mission she hates that fucking music put on the stones she loves the stones and neil young so i do and she says to me tomorrow's the day i said go in peace your job is done i've met the daughters my sisters i go dude we are all good i they will be in my life forever i'm like your job is done i don't want you in pain anymore sure as shit it's 5 a.m i i fucking knew i opened my eyes i sleep beside her she was in a hospital bed and i was in her bed i go jerry mom jerry nothing i grab her hand it's still warm i i think she had just passed so fast forward four years i'm here in la and i get this letter from england and i never met my birth father passed as well i never got to meet him Mm -hmm. but he was an artist and so he sent me all his artwork and he's an incredible artist so uh i get this letter from england and i'm like oh i don't know anybody in england they're like hi we're doing a family tree and uh you are Linda Lawrence's cousin and Linda is married to Donovan the singer like they've been married for 50 years I'm like oh and they say nothing about the Rolling Stones I know nothing about Brian Jones so I get off the phone and my I tell my friend wow Linda Lawrence she was this uh festival girl she was like you know a Coachella girl 
and she met and married Donovan. And so my friend looks it up and she goes, well, if it's Belinda Lawrence, I'm looking at, she was married to Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones and I'm, and they have a child. I'm like, what? That's my favorite band. So it's true. She has a son with Brian and his name is Julian. And Julian has a son named Jules and Jules and I are friends and he's a musician and um, he's 24. And who is Linda to you? Linda who is Linda to you, Linda Lawrence? She's my cousin. She's my dad's first cousin. Her wow. mom and my dad's dad are brother and sister. So wow. she's my dad's first cousin and my second. Um, and when you look at pictures of her son, because she was in Vogue magazine because of Brian and she knows Mick and she knows Paul McCartney and she knows the Dalai Lama. Like her life has been insane. And she's been married to the singer Donovan for 50 years and they have two daughters. So they're my cousins and they live out in Palm Springs. It's just an insane life. But, um, you know, the the Rolling Stone side of it, uh, I don't think knew that Linda, he knew Linda, but I don't think, like he never told me about her relationship with Brian Jones. And you know, Brian died when he was 27. Mm -hmm. uh, so Donovan adopted um, their son together, Donovan. Um, and so Jules, my cousin as well, he looks at him as a grandfather. Like he'll visit Brian Jones' grave, that's his grandfather, but he looks at Donovan as a grandfather. So it's like, I always say, you couldn't write this crazy story. No. I didn't go out looking for them. They found me and they're Julian. like super famous. And I was like, this is crazy. It's crazy. You know? Well, here's what really is crazy to me is the fact that um, you're there on your mother's, your birth mother's last day. You don't see her from age one. And then you're the one to send her out. 34. Yeah. It's to send her out of the but world. Can I share something I just thought yeah. about, Kevin? What? She walked in my front door. I got a car to pick her up because I came off Good Day LA, but I was off to go do another show I did called The Test. And I didn't want to meet her. There was before TMZ and all that bullshit, but I didn't want to meet her at fucking LAX. So I said, I sent a car. She walked in my front door. It's weird. We both instinctively hugged. And then I was smelling her neck. I grabbed her belly. I said, I was in there. And she's like, yeah. And then she's like, let me smell you. And she's like, oh my God, oh my God. And she goes, I have something for you. Excuse me. So she opens up her wallet and she hands me, I've got it, it's in my safe, a Celtic, a gold Celtic cross. And it had been her mother's from Ireland and she wanted to pin it on my diaper. And the Catholic Children's Aid Society said, no, this is non-identifying. She is not to know this. No, 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 no. This does not go with her. So she was crying. And she put it in her wallet when she left and and it's she said she's carried it for 34 years and then she gave it to me um that was really something you know it was beautiful but the other thing that was really beautiful was no one knew i existed so except my birth dad her family didn't know his family didn't know no one knew my sisters didn't know uh her mother didn't know you know i talked to her mother on the phone anyway so she kept me a secret and when she was dying that night, you know, I said, isn't it crazy? Like you came into the world with just me. And now because of a blizzard, I'm thinking to myself, she's leaving the world with just me. Mm -hmm. How weird, like all of her sisters, stop it, kitty. All of her sisters, they couldn't make it because of the, the, the streets were shut down. So it was just me and her in Toronto. And, um, oh my God, my cat, she's just, stop, come here. And so, it was just us. And I, I said to her, like, I, I go, this is just, a, this was meant to be. That's all I kept saying. I didn't say yeah. you're going out with just me, but I was like, this is meant to yes. be. Yes. 
It was. It was very uh, poetic, I guess is the word. Um, what a story. Uh, I don't know how else to say it. It was really, it was beautiful. I'm at such peace because like my, my sister said, my mom drank and took a lot of pills and a lot of it was to do with her guilt of giving me up and keeping me a secret. She never told her second husband about me. Mm. He, he thought she had two girls with, with Vince. She had three. So we wanted to give her like, but it ended up being, I think she drank and did that to, to numb the pain of me mm. of, of 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 the secret this was such a big secret in her life when she found when i found her my sister said miraculously they're like mom's not drinking like she used to oh. a couple of years later they're like mom hardly drinks i'm like what yeah. they're like yeah she got cancer and had to do her cancer pills but she just and i went they said it's because of you yeah. and i started crying yeah of course That's because i know it's true yeah, right. I mean, I, I gave her a gift. You totally and did. The, the gift was not just that I found her, but that I, I never held any yeah um, animosity towards her. Well, I was the fact that you I, said it's I, all good. You like it's all good. I ended up great, and thank you. Yes, and you know, Jillian, yeah. do you see where? And I have the ability because I'm separated from this, but do you see where? We carry so much guilt and shame that we yeah. don't need to. You were fine. You had great parents raise you. A, yes. Literally a life. Uh, like you had 10 lives of success in Hollywood because I forget that you were the Maria before Maria, meaning the girl who was doing everything. You're acting, you're hosting, you're like, like you were doing, and now even hearing, I forget how much you did. So I'm hearing you drop these little things. I did the test and I remember but yeah. but um but you see where you know your poor mother carried all of that and didn't need to yep didn't need to carry that you were fine nope it was actually and, quite and, the know, opposite people will, people will say to me when you found out they had two kids weren't you angry i'm like about what well they kept them and didn't keep you i go they were fucking 17 i mean like <sighs> i didn't have a kid till i was 40 there's no way i would know what i was doing at 17 i know and so six years later she had my sister and then six years after that, she had my other sister. And I needed to tell her that. Like when my father said, oh my God, wait till your sisters find out my birth dad. I was like elated. And I, I thought, you know, half sisters. And he's like, no, full. And I was like, oh, what oh my God. Like I'm going to meet people that yeah. I have the same blood as, or maybe I look like them. Maybe I have their nose. Anyway, I look exactly like my mom and they look like my dad's side of the family. So it's kind of interesting. Um, but it was your perception, I, Jillian, though. You had the right, that? your perception. It's your, per, you know what I mean? You could have yeah. went in with a victim yeah. mentality or, and you, you, to me is, is, it's how you chose to view it. Um, Absolutely. And I've always chose to view the glasses half full. It gets me into trouble sometimes. If I all right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me. I've definitely overindulged in the past, but as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go-to. It first came into the house because of Kevin. He was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of Wonderful Pistachios. You're going to love them. I meet narcissistic people because I always, you know, I remember one of my exes saying to me, you think everybody's beautiful. You find the beauty in everybody. And I said, you're acting like that's a bad thing. You know, narcissists are very good at picking the bad. They find the bad in everything. And I have to find the good. And um, so uh, my situation, especially with my family, I went 34 years of, you know, not seeing anyone who I look like to my sister dumping all this. And then when I found my birth dad, when they approached me, because he didn't really have a relationship with them. They sent me pictures and I'm like, oh my God, wait till I send you this. So I would send a picture of my son who looked like Brian Jones' son. When we put them side by side, they look like twins. Then they would send pictures of Donovan's daughters with my cousin, Linda. They look like my sister, Amy and Susie. Like it was just, uh, and I look more like Linda, but I look more like my birth mom than that side. But anyway, so we were just getting a kick out of sending stuff. Then I flew to England and I got to meet I had already interviewed Donovan at least 10 times. And one of those occasions, Linda was in the green room. (laughs) So she's my cousin from Ireland and here and Donovan live in Ireland. I'm from Toronto. We're both in Hollywood and we're related. Like how small is the world? It's crazy. Jillian Barbary life. But Jillian, go, okay, so Jillian, let's go back to being attracted to narcissists and how narcissists are attracted to personality types like yours because I believe that they, they need host victims to do their yeah. bidding they don't they're not attracted to other narcissists because they kind of cancel each other out you know right. but you've also 100%. you've you know even with your marriage stories you've had to don't you pay palimony like right like well I, actually uh my first husband i paid alimony to who we didn't even have kids alimony. and he was a major league baseball player <laughs> but it's california law i always tell everybody um with this husband, I'm not allowed to speak about him publicly. Okay. We've agreed. We've Good. finally gone through, what do you call mediation? Yes. Um, and, you know, I'm not allowed to speak about him publicly, which is fine. I have two amazing children. And yesterday, uh, well, re- Mother's Day, of course, being recent, um, mm-hmm. I'm just so lucky. Like, they come in and they write me letters, like, real letters. Like, my son is very touching you know, they say to me, mom, like, we're so lucky. I'm very easygoing. I'm not exactly the best disciplinarian, but I look at it as they're, I love them so much. Like I never yell unless, Hmm. When would I yell? I don't really yell, (laughs) but it's just me and them. Like when I was going through cancer, they're my little buddies. Like they saw me at my worst. My daughter shaved my head, you know, as my hair was coming out in tufts. And my son would bring me tea. Um, they'd stay in bed with me and the animals and watch a movie. Uh, I would get my, you know, my chemos on Friday. And then there's this, um, it's kind of cool so that you don't have to go back to Cedar sinai uh, Women out there who are listening that have gone through it, maybe you know what I'm talking about. But there's something called Nulastra. And it's this thing they put on your arm. And instead of going back to Cedars on Saturday and getting all the white blood cells pumped back into you, they put this little device on you and 
in 24 hours after your chemo, you hear beep, 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 and then boom, it sticks you with this pin. You forget, and you're like, ah, because you're watching TV. And then it pumps all the white cells into you. You have to leave it on for 45 minutes and then it goes red. You have to look at the back of your arm and you go, oh, it's red. And then you can take it off. Well, I didn't understand the nurse. She had a, I, I had the best nurses, but one of them, we didn't communicate as well as we should have. Um, and um, so I heard it beeping, right? And it goes beep, beep, beep. And I'm like, oh, and I heard click. And it's when the needle goes in and it's supposed to do its job, but I took it off then. Oh. So when I went to go back for my next chemo, they're like, I'm sorry, we, you have to get blood work done first. Um, they're like, we can't give you chemo today. I go, why? Oh, you don't have enough blood, white blood cell counts. I'm like, what? I was devastated because I'm like, oh, I don't want the cancer to spread. Like I told them to be as aggressive as possible. I'm like, I don't care. You know, like you can right. wear the, the cold cap, keep your hair. I'm like, I don't care if I go bald. You can, you know, put your hands in ice so your nails don't go black. I don't care. Like I'm just, let's go. And so um, I learned very quickly all the ins and outs and do's and don'ts of cancer. And one of them is they come on a Saturday uh, to give you, so you have to leave your needle in, which was the worst part for me, because it's kind of long and it's a little uncomfortable. But if you have, like I had a port, it meant that the nurse could come on Saturday and hook me up with, um, what do you call that? When you IV, so yeah. you feel better, you know? Mm-hmm. I had a ton of energy when I was going through chemo. They used to say, oh, you're the poster child. That is until round three. So you do three different kinds. Uh, the third one wiped, wiped me out. You know, I never got sick once. I was never like vomiting. Mm-hmm. I did have to go to the hospital once at three in the morning um, because I I was out of my mind. Like I woke up really scared. I thought I was going to vomit. I thought, you know, physically things were happening to me. Do you know when you have chemo? I didn't know this. They tell you, you can use the restroom, but your kids cannot use the same toilet and you always have to flush twice. It's because poison. And I never thought mm-hmm. about it. So when you would go to the bathroom, it would smell like Ajax, a Mr. Clean, like think of any pine saw, like any hardcore cleaner. That's what everything smelled like. What, however you evacuated, it smelled the same. So the kids couldn't use my toilet. It was like little weird things like that. Um, but my kids are my everything, right? So I haven't really outdated in seven years. They're they're the uh, they're my rocks, and I will say they've been through it all with me, and I've done everything for them. I paid for everything, like their life, their school. They live with me full time. Um, they always have since my divorce. Um, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Mm-hmm. And I think women are wired differently. Like when there's a breakup, we initially, it's about the kids, the kids, the kids. And I think men. I remember thinking when I was having my Rocco, my son. I remember thinking, and don't ask me why. Well, I know why, but I can't say why. But I was thinking on my, as they're wheeling me in for a C-section, because he he was problematic. Ruby, I had through the badge. But believe me, women attack me. Oh, you're getting a C-section. You're so vain. You're so Hollywood. I was like, oh, really? They told me he's a marginal birth and the cords wrapped three times. Would you like him to go through my vagina so he fucking dies? Fuck you, mind your own business. By the way, and it's vain to want to have a giant scar on your stomach. That, I know. I mean, I know. what are we and talking about? It, <laughs> women are so judgy sometimes. And I said, if it makes you feel better, I had Ruby through my badge. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I remember them wheeling me out and he was saying to the doctor, you think we could get her tubes tied? And the doctor goes, mm, yeah, no, we're taking her stomach out and delivering a baby. This is a massive surgery. And be, having your tubes tied is huge surgery. But if you want a vasectomy, that's an in-out day patient thing for a man. You get to leave the same day. 
And I looked at him and he was like, no way. And I remember thinking as I was giving birth to my son, he's going to have another family. I fucking knew it on that day. Yeah. I went, huh? And I, as they're wheeling me in, I thought, he's going to have another baby. He's going to have a whole other family. And I was right. He does. So women's instinct. I have very good instincts, but sometimes I'm too nice. You know, I'm too yeah, giving. Yeah. What, blo yeah, what blocks those? Cause you do have, you have an instinct of, you can tell. So what blocks you love, from listening? Love is stupid and blind. I remember when uh, I, we wanted to get married right away. And my friend was like, you should wait. And I'm like, for what? She's like, don't, you know, your parents. I'm like, my parents, I'm like, I'm 40. I don't, what do you say? 39. And so I think it was her way. Cause she knew him as well of saying, slow down. You guys are two very different people. And I didn't, but in the same respect, I look at my kids and I'm like, where would I be without my, like, I'm obsessed yep. with my kids. Obsessed. Right. And, um, I'm an open book and my son is open like me. Like he'll talk I, bodily functions, anything changing his voice, his hair. He's getting bigger. He's like, mom, I feel fatter. Her, I cannot say a word to. Mm -hmm. At, like, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, look how tiny you are, but you got boobs. I go, damn, I didn't get boobs. She's like, mom, I don't have this. I don't want to have this conversation. I'm like, why? I don't, I, I don't like it. I go, no, I'm just saying I didn't get boobs. She's like, mom. I go, and I didn't get my period. I go, do you have it? She's like, oh, oh, you know. And then when I drop her off, I always sing, you know, like what you know about rolling and always a TikTok song. She slams the door like, you know. <laughs> She's just embarrassed, but everybody, like, I always think Howard Stern's kids used to get embarrassed at him, right? right. <laughs> no, Howard of course. Stern. I love it. No, and I think you're right, I because know. you wouldn't have the kids without you, that experience. You know, I I'm think... so grateful right? to him for that. They're the biggest gift in my life. Like, I could never... I remember when we first got divorced, and we were thinking about Christmases, and it was like, I don't know, February, and I was already thinking about Christmas and not being with them. And I was having a panic attack in February. I was like, oh, I can't go to Christmas without them. Oh, you know, like, you know, but you get used to things that you, life, you adjust. It was like cancer for me was nothing. Like, I don't want to make light of it, but it was just another bump in the road. I'm like, do what you got to do. I don't care. Like, why, why Jillian for me. you? Why, why was it just, cause I think a lot of people would like to. I remember my mom always struggling with her hair. It's frizzy Maria, my mom would say in her Greek accent. Tiehis, what do you have? I tried so hard to find her products. I wish I could share these products I'm using now with her because I know she would be so happy to finally have good hair days. I've always believed that hair is a woman's best accessory. And with Way's new anti-frizz cream, you can ensure that your hair always looks its best without the frizz stealing the spotlight. It's a lightweight cream that not only provides immediate frizz control, but also helps prevent heat damage. And get this, it lasts up to 72 hours. That's three whole days of frizz-free, gorgeous hair. Way seriously has some of my favorite products for taming the frizz. Pro tip, one of my biggest discoveries is using the Way hair oil on the ends of my hair before I dry it. Let me tell you, it's a game changer. Once it's dry, my hair looks so smooth and polished. I don't even need to do anything else. It is incredible. I love it. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off any product. That's the Way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code Heel Squad. Trust me, you won't regret it. Look at it like that. Like just a bump in the road. So why for you, do you think you were able to view well, it that way? I, even though my cancer was different than Deb's, I saw Deb thrive. And then my aunt had it, my sister, my mom's sister, she had the same kind Deb did, a lumpectomy, radiation. Yes, mine was more involved, but I think because I, I, I was so positive about it and I made peace with the chemo. It was like, chemo's my friend. It's my cancer killer. I always tell people now as they're going through it, I'm like, it's, it's your cancer killer. Don't 
look at it as the enemy. Um, and I, you know, to be honest, I didn't know how else to be. I had two kids. I had to work every day. I just powered through it. And I somehow knew that I was going to be okay. I had a really positive attitude. And I remember somebody saying to me, attitude is really big. Like you have to have a good attitude. And my attitude was, I'm going to slay this bitch. And then I move on. And something else happened in my life at that time that was to me far heavier than cancer. And I can't really say what it is. And I will talk about it one day when everything's gone and resolved, but, and you know what it is and it's a private thing, but it hit me harder than the cancer. So everyone's like, you, you still have to be positive. And I was like, you're right. You're right. And I'm going to be positive. So at the end of the day, I've lived in this house for 23 years this is the house that my kids were conceived in. This is the house that I met my birth mom in. It's not a big house, but it's mine. And it's my sanctuary. Um, so, you know, I have so many things that I'm grateful for, even though I have gone through stuff. And listen, I've been molested. I was molested as a kid. I I was six to about 10. I Who mo- at six lived to 10, in my you, own world. You were, so from six to 10, you were molested? Jillian? Correct. Yeah. By whom? Yeah. Family. But <sighs> they're dead now. But uh, I remember thinking, oh, it's because I'm not related to them. But, uh, you know, that's never the case. No. And right. No. It's nothing to do with that. I was like, oh, it's because I'm not their flesh and blood. But I'll tell you how disconnected one can be. I remember working in Miami as a weather girl. And I was with a news anchor. There were two of my best friends, both chicks. One did sports and one did, one was an anchor woman. And we had a tiny little room to get ready in, the size of like a closet. And we're all putting on our makeup and the uh, TV's up in the corner and it's our other newscast. We did like seven hours of newscast a day. And uh, we're watching the other anchors. And some of them have gone on to be superstars at Fox News and CNN. Um, but anyway, they were doing a story on a little girl who had been molested by an uncle. And... I remember it was Deb Kaufman and Jessica Aguirre, who is now in San Francisco as an anchor woman. And they were like, oh, that's horrible. You know, she was six years old. And this was my response. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. We, like, you guys don't have a creepy, touchy-feely uncle? And I was laughing. And they were like, what the fuck? The way they looked at me. And I was like, mm. And then I said, they go, no. I go, are you serious? Nobody's ever, I was 22. I was like, nobody's ever touched you inappropriately. They, they go, ah, what? No. And it was the first time it sparked in me. Oh, it doesn't happen. And then to everybody. And then fast, because I assumed it happened to everybody. And then I moved to LA. I'm 30. No, now I'm 26. And uh, I remember I listened to Dr. Drew every night on Loveline driving home because I lived in Huntington Beach. But I used to do the 10 o'clock news at Fox. And so I was driving home each night and I'd be like, something's bothering me. Like I, I, I can't emotionally connect to it was my fiance. Like I, I separate sex and love. Like they're totally different. I'm like a like I felt like a dude or so. I just was just very disconnected mm-hmm. from my own body. So poor Dr. Drew. I don't even fucking know the guy. I go. I'm doing the ten o'clock news. And back then we had a Philo fact. That's how long ago it is. Look it up, kids. And it's got all the different guests that we used to have on the show in this card folder thing. And you looked up, you know, D for Dr. Drew. And I got his number. And I was getting my weather ready at six o'clock that night. I was doing all my graphics and on the computer for it. And I called him out of the blue and his wife answers, Susan, Susan. whom I'm, I'm now very good friends with, thank God. But she had just had triplets. 
he had just left Pasadena Hospital, came home for a quick fight. Then he has to drive and go do Loveline with Ricky Rackman. So I I call his home. You, she answers the phone. All you hear is, wah, wah, they got three kids, babies, right? Like literally, she just had triplets. And she goes, hello? I'm like, hi, can I speak to Dr. Drew, please? I'm like 26 and just dumb for 25. And she's like, who's this? And I go, oh, I work for Fox News. My name's Jillian. And I'm talking, as I'm talking, she like drops the phone. I hear, and I'm like, oh my God. So he gets on, he's like, this is Dr. Drew. And I go, oh, hi, Dr. Drew. Um, You've been on the show many times. He's like, well, who who are you? And I go, oh, I do the weather uh, at 10 o'clock. And he's like, what's your name? And I said, oh, Jillian Barber. Or Jillian Warry at that time, because I wasn't married. He goes, yes. And I go, well, you know, I was molested as a kid. And I this poor guy just tried his fucking dinner. And he's got three triplets. And his wife is like, who the fuck is calling you? Is this woman? And I'm like, yeah. So uh, I really would like to have help. And I'm thinking about a female therapist. And I was just curious if you know anybody. He goes, yeah, OK, yeah, take get a pen. So I write down three names, gives me their numbers. I was like, thanks a lot, Drew. Great to talk to you. And I hang up. And I don't call anyone for another seven years. I swear to God, I'm crazy. So I don't know why I just needed to reach out and tell somebody that I was molested. And then I felt better about it, telling him. Well, fast forward, I meet Drew and his wife again. And we become very good friends socially. And we tell that story. His kids are now 25. Yeah, no, yeah were, I know them. They're the, oh my God. And Susan is hysterical. So I've been, you know, they've been to my house for dinner. I've been to their house. We've you know we get together when i'm in newport beach um i love them so much and dr drew you know i tell him the story and he said did you ever and i said you know eventually i did find therapist uh when i was 34. um we talked a little bit about it but we really didn't delve too much into it she actually helped me find my birth family when i was 34. she's like you know this seems to be a an underlying theme in your life where you don't you want to know where you're from you want to know your nationality i didn't know what i was you know so I said, yeah. And I kind of went down that road instead of really delving into the sex abuse, which I, and it was incest. And I, and, and, and I really, to this day, I've worked with girls who've been molested. And I think that's my therapy rather than sitting and talking to somebody, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I I feel that that is haven't done it in a while. Mm -hmm. Like to do it again, but I feel like I know exactly what happened. They were sick and you know, how one of them died of a heroin he died at 19 of heroin um not an overdose hepatitis he caught from a dirty needle needle. yeah so jillian what was when what were some of the potholes that were created from that do you think in your life from oh gosh uh i was like a dude when i was a teenager didn't care about like relationships. I'm like, like the girls would lose their virginity and then cry. I was like, what's your problem? Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't connect. Uh, very disconnected with, from my body to my mind, two totally different things. Um, but yet I had a prudish side too, because you know, later on in life when Playboy came and they asked me four years in a row, I said no. And I was in great physical shape. Like I was not, you know, tiny, my breasts were real. That's the other thing when I got cancer, I was like, take them you know i've already done some men's magazines granted they it wasn't playboy but my breasts are you know they they breastfed two children they've been in men's magazines you know with a bathing suit what have you but i'm good with parting with them i'm good i'm fine i don't have a boyfriend in my life i'm cool you know dr drew saw the surgery afterwards and he came to visit and he was like it looks great i said he's like eventually you know you'll tattoo nipples and i said why 
And he's like, well, don't you want to for yourself and your self-esteem? I said, no. So I said, I'll live like a Barbie doll the rest of my life. I don't care. I truly don't. And everyone's like, oh, you'll change your mind. You'll get tattoos. I'm like, no, I'm too lazy. But, um, you know, so I, 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 I'm very good at disconnecting my body from my mind. And I think that that helped me later when I had the cancer. I'm like, let's go for it. I had no reservations. I had a girlfriend who had cancer in one breast. I only had it in one breast and in my lymph nodes. And she just took her one breast off. I said, you fucking crazy. It's going to come back in your other one. No, no, no. I go, now you got a matching implant. What, what's the point? Get them both taken. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Not to her. She vacillated, went to three doctors, not me. As soon as I found out, boom, I booked a double mastectomy. And I, that was only on the day I got my mammogram. I don't fuck around, you know, and I don't need second opinions so the tr- cancer can travel further. Fuck that. Yeah, right. And then when they called four days later and said it's in your lymph nodes, that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, shit, because yeah. your lymph nodes carry things to yeah. other organs. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my God, you know, that's not good. They took out 18 and six were cancerous. So I'm lucky. And you're okay now, you know? right, Jillian? You're okay now. Yep. Total remission. I just had my checkup. She's like, you're doing amazing. And uh, she said, we've got some things on your liver. And I said, that makes me nervous because my mother had liver cancer. Yeah. So I stopped drinking. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go, whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena. And that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery. <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time, whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. (laughs) Bonus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. And I went and had my test again. They're like, yeah, you, you, you corrected whatever it was. So I'm like, okay, Good. so I can be a weekend drinker. I can't have wine with my spaghetti during the week. Okay, done. Do, Not a problem. For some, for the, some of the emotional baggage, getting back to that and how it leads to our physical illnesses, what were some of the things you think that would attribute to yours getting cancer? Would you, you would say uh, the relationships? Would you say it was work? What, what do yes, you think? Hundred percent. Really? Um, I'm the fixed. I'm the. Uh, I'm the, I want to pay all the bills. I want to make everybody happy. I, you know, I'll put myself last to do that. And then uh, I think physically, you know, if you're the everything, the breadwinner and the baby maker and the blah, 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 and then you're trying to put out fires here and there in the relationship, it gets to be very, uh, it's got to go somewhere, that stress. And I think it, it, you know, I don't think it had anything to do with, my past you know i've 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 made peace with being adopted i met my whole family i love it i'm so blessed my they met my family that raised me it's like it couldn't have been better my situation could not i mean i feel like the poster child for adoption i'm so lucky Mm -hmm. that they got to meet my mom my birth mother they got to meet my sisters my dad who raised me big jim he's brilliant like a mathematician my sister who's the uh 
the she makes airplane gear landing gear she's so brilliant you know and her and my dad they sit in the corner and talk math and electronics because that's what they do um i'm more like my sister amy and my sister dawn who i grew up with she's a little bit of everything so i'm so lucky i made peace with that being molested as a kid i made peace with that a long time ago too um so i've always had that uh sort of glass half full attitude and it served me well except for relationships because you tend to see only the good and when you do see uh the negative you're already balls deep in it like a hundred percent full throttle in love and you want to you know make everything work so that i would say it's a it's a blessing and it's a curse being that much of a when I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm all in, I'm the empath. I feel everything. Yeah. I want to fix everything. If you're not working, I want to find you that I want to help, you know, yeah. you're that way. So yeah. it's like, you know, but if you are with the right person that gives it back to you and you're both supporting and uplifting each other, it doesn't drain you as much. Like your partner is there to uplift, not to compete, not to, you know, yeah. so, um, yeah, I think, you know, that's where I went kind of sideways and uh you know my friends always say hey who knows like maybe love is around the corner we'll see oh for sure i mean for sure i think right now you're getting it with your kids but then no for totally kevin totally 100 yes yeah you're getting it with kids kids that's what i mean and then at some point you know they'll they go do their thing and like you know you're way too (laughs) so much to bring to the table like no gosh it's funny you say that my friends said that they were like well eventually they're gonna go away and i'm like Okay. Although my son is so obsessed with me, he's like, Mom, I want to live out in the guest house. I'm like, fine. He's go, he fine. goes, I'm gonna have five cats. I'm gonna have my cat Pierre. I'm gonna have John, Lewis. I'm like, who who are you? He says he's gonna live out there. I go, No, you're gonna have a girlfriend and she's gonna love you. And he's like, Not like you do. I said, Believe it or not, you're gonna pick the right girl. Um, my daughter wants to live in New York. She's 13. She's like, I can't wait to drive. I wanna go to New York. I wanna go to NYU. I want a little little uh, he's like, I'm moving right there. Like he's 11. He's obsessed. Like if he could crawl back into my vagina, into my ve- belly, he would. <laughs> wait, I would have still lived with my parents. I would have lived if my if there was an industry in Boston. I never would have moved out. I never really? moved. No, I loved them. We had a lot of fun together. I did all the work on the house for them. I made their lives easy. And no, it was yeah. My dad was like, yeah, great. That sounds awesome. <laughs> he loved it, you know. So I don't know. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be around people you love? absolutely i have no problem with that but like you're uh are they like you their personalities are you know like are you like your dad or your mom i like my dad but that's why he died of cancer too because we all go out that's there you go (laughs) yeah so there you go what what kind did he have everything colon lung brain it was all over yeah there was nothing left to him yeah he just gave every part of himself like that's who he was so I, wow, and, I think, and you believe that that's because I think I, so. I, yes, I, I believe that. Seeing more yeah. people with cancer and these and some of these autoimmune diseases, it's usually the same personality type that's giving so much of themselves, and you know, and and well, being think about and yeah, you're right, Deb. Deb gives everything to keep the killers behind bars. Like Deborah Tate. That's why I eventually yeah. had to say to her, Deb, you know, this things were happening in her life. This is Sharon Tate. Yeah, I this said, is Sharon Tate's sister, right? Correct. Yeah. And I said, Deb, you know, you've given so much for the past 22 years that I've known you and you did it before that. So you 
you, you need to get back. And one of the ways we got back, I said, I'm going to, we're going to auction off her stuff. Yeah. And you're going to get all the money. And, and she would want this, you know, and, and that's just the way it is. Then I was telling, you know, obviously she still has everything else. All we call the dark stuff. And I said, Deb, believe it or not, there's a whole underworld. And I know some of those people yeah. that buy the John Wayne Gacy clown pictures, yes. the Richard Ramirez letters. Like I yeah. know everybody yes. that's in that sinister world. And I go, I know you could make another half a million off that. That's just sadly the way our world is. Yeah. And she's like, Ooh, you know, no, it's no, like, that that's how you, that's how, by the way, bad people keep you crippled because you go, Ooh, you know what I mean? Like they, they count yeah. on us being, having all those mixed up feelings. No, well, she you know to... what, what her number one thing is, and I get it. She said, I would rather die than have Sharon's baby's clothes beside uh, a Manson letter. And I said, I totally understand. No. Then she's got to make um, sure that those are provided for probably like to be given to some niece or grand, right. Grandchild, because eventually the, the right. It's, yeah. it's going to end up there. I get that. I think for her, I wonder if there's not more content. You know, people just love, uh, they're infatuated with that story. And, and I agree with you. She should profit rather than it's it's probably, I mean, I don't know where I even met her, but it sounds like it's physically killing her oh. to have to keep caring and fighting these all yep. these elderly men and women who at yes. this point they need they need to be in there because they deserve to be i don't think they'd be much of a threat if they got out uh, to maybe but unless they inspire like young people to f join them or do something i, I think that's I probably know. the biggest that's concern. maybe yeah. you know but you know i i 100 agree with you well, I about just, i don't want to see her be drained anymore because they've already done you, yeah. they've done enough you know what yep. i mean and they got the mother you know that the mother was activated because of it. Probably the other yeah. daughter, it's activated. because. So I, I think like what you're doing, which is continue to live your life, enjoy what you, you have your children and, and your health. And I, I and that's probably the best course of action. And, oh, and speaking of that, like, so, so Jillian, like besides the podcast, which I think after these, we're going to do multiple episodes with today. I think you're going to have a lot of fans uh, tuning in. Oh, because, I hope. I hope no, people... no, yeah, they will. Thank you. I hope they tune in. It's a potpourri. So we could have a serial killer's daughter on one day. We could have Deborah Tate from the victim side on another day. We had Michael Chickless on um, last week. He's coming up tomorrow. Um, you know, Jolie Fisher, just actors, entertainers, newsmakers. One of my friends came on. She was a Harvey Weinstein victim. Um, she, we call her the potted plant girl. But anyway, so... In yes, he wanted. That, to, yes, he said, wanted to. He asked to masturbate into the pot, pot of plant. Girl. He and he did. He yeah. didn't just ask. He did. He did. By the way, did you know Front him? You must have known him very well, Weinstein. No, right? I met really? him once, and it's funny. I was with my girlfriend, who's not in the industry. She's Iranian. She's. I call her the Persian princess. She's stunning. And we went to. Uh, we sat at a an AIDS benefit, and we were at the table with uh, Harvey and Leo DiCaprio, and. Um, Harvey kept staring at her all night. Now she knows no one. I've taken her to Jimmy Kimmel's parties. I swear to God, this happened, Kevin. It's the funniest fucking story ever. We're at Jimmy Kimmel's. There's George Clooney. There's whatever. Every Oscar winner there is. And we were on our way out to this actual party where Harvey, Harvey Weinstein was. It was an, a, a, a benefit for, for AIDS. And 
we're on the way out and she goes oh my god and i thought she looked over and there's howard and he's talking to adam levine and she goes that's out the guy from the voice and i looked at her and i go you're fucking hilarious you don't know anybody no i go this george Clooney. she said i don't know okay so fast forward we're there and harvey weinstein is staring at her and i mean intensely and i'm going what the fuck? He's really checking Shanita. What's up with that? So we're leaving and she walks by him and his head completely follows her. We're going down the escalator. I go, all right, what is it with you and fucking Harvey Weinstein? And she goes, who? I go, the fat dude with the pineapple face at our table. She goes, oh yeah. She goes, you know, who is he? I said, Miramax. She's like, well, I don't know what that is. Like, she's a school mom that I go to. She's totally fucking hilarious. She goes, I don't know what Miramax. I go, he's the biggest producer. Oh my gosh, honey. I go, he's like huge. He's made every movie there is and blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh no, I don't know him like that. But I'm just remembering that I used to ride a motorcycle when she would, she still has Ducatis and she would take her Ducati and drive up to the peninsula or one of the other hotels in Beverly Hills that he frequented. And she, it was her escape weekend from her, you know, her life, like her kids, her husband, whatever. And she would go in and he was constantly there and she would eat by herself, have a glass of wine. And he was constantly motioning for her to come over. And she was like, wow. And, you know, he buy her lunches sometimes. And she's like, I'm sorry. I had not like he, she goes, that's the dude. This was years before everything came out. So I didn't know who he was. I didn't know that he did all that. And then I, and when all this happened a few years ago with Ronan Farrow, I called her, I go, Do you, are you following this? She goes, oh my God. Yeah. He really was hard and heavy with her. Not me. I, he, no. I didn't have that kind of interaction. Did, did, you did have, Maria have that kind uh, of, like, did no, yeah, we, we met him. We partnered with him on stuff, a, a project or many, I think a couple of projects, but I think I was always there. That's why. Yeah. So we, yeah. it didn't go there. He was very like, he was actually very decent, but you know <laughs> good thank god because you were there I mean, yeah you, you've been you know yeah to, to to just you know i remember when i first saw maria uh, there, i just was so just enamored by her uh beauty but then she started to work with some people that i know and they were like oh my god she's like the loveliest person i said i you can tell you can tell then i met her and she was so much taller than i thought i thought oh my god this girl no kitty no i gotta sell those stop it <laughs> She's climbing the pajamas. <laughs> hey, that's HSM <laughs> property. <laughs> so anyway, I just thought, what a lovely, lovely woman. Then I started, you know, following you guys over the years and just like loving you because you both loved Howard. No. And listening to you guys on Howard. Oh, like some of my favorite shows. Oh. When she would go in there, when her parents and you were in the green room, and then when you proposed, I was just like giddy. Oh. And I just think, you know, in this business, you meet so many people, you partner with so many people, or they're like a fly by night type of thing. You don't, you work with them and then you never see them again. Or you're fat, you're, you're fortunate enough to foster relationship with people. Mm. And I, you know, I haven't kept in touch with everybody. I it's it, I've been here 30 years. It's like you, 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 you know, this business, but I also feel that you guys are so grounded. I'm, I'm Canadian at heart. I'm East coaster. I'm Toronto. You know, Hollywood is a brutal place. You know, I never would have said that 
15 years ago because I was flying high doing lots of TV shows and yeah. in demand and I could never audition for anything. It was all just handed to me, whether it was a sitcom or, you know, a dating show or the morning show or the NFL. I didn't audition. I just, they hired me. When I did get an, I did Mad TV. When I finally did get a real audition, Kevin, this is the funniest. I didn't know what sides were. I didn't, I, I was always just given jobs. So I'm on my way to the audition. I have, you know, because my, uh, uh, my agent's like, do you have the sides? Like, I don't know what that is. So anyway, I get there and I walk in and Cary Grant, who's one of my favorite actors, his daughter's there. And I love old Hollywood. So I know that she's Diane Cannon's daughter with Cary Grant. Her name's Jennifer Grant. We were both born the same year. I literally, you're supposed to go sign in. I wrote like a fake name and I walked in. <laughs> I laughed because I'm like, I have no business being here. What the fuck? These are all seasoned actors. I just had that imposter syndrome. Same thing with Larry David. Jeff Garland was a fan of mine and Jeff's wife at the time cast for the show. So I get called in to be Larry David's girlfriend. I don't trust you back there. And um, I walk in the room and it's every actress from 35 to 40 that has been in every sitcom, every like just Constance Zimmer, Tiffany Thiessen, all people that I've known and worked with, but then all these other major movie stars because they were just starting to do TV at the time. And uh, I was just like, I got in my own head. I'm a horrible auditioner. By the time I was in front of Larry Charles, Larry David and Jeff, I was like, beep, 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 beep. Um, And then I saw the episode, they cast this redhead and she was fire. She was bomb, perfect. She played her role perfectly. Um, So anyway, I, 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 I wanted to mention like it's, it's such a bullshit town, but then you find authentic people, right? Like you and Maria. And I feel so blessed. Even Howard. Howard's such a big fucking star, but he is such a good person. He is. Uh, he, you know, I know he's had opportunities to work out here in Hollywood and he never does. He's a true New Yorker. I always say East Coast people are down. Yeah. They get it. Yeah. You know, that whole... I don't know. I, I'm fortunate to know some good, good people. You know, like I yourself, mean, a Maria. lot... Jillian, you know you have a lot of goodwill out there, and we've we, we've talked about that. That we're gonna have to start calling in some of that goodwill. Yeah, I'm lucky. We, we need to get yeah, but we need to now. We need to start ask. You know, you've helped a lot of people, so I think along the way now it's time for us to get uh, some more people behind Aww. you. Which which I think it's not even gonna be a problem because I think people would wanna help you. Did you did you have any Me Too issues in your journey, Jillian? Did I have one issue? Any Me Too issues, you know? In the, oh, in God, your... no, no. If anything, I think people would have probably said to me, they would have Me Tooed me. No, I was always one of the guys, like even when I was on the football show, like I remember I did the skating with celebrities show and I lost so much weight. I lost my boobs because they're real, my butt. And I remember going back to the NFL and Terry Bradshaw was like, where'd you go? I turned sideways. He's like, where are your boobs? I'm like, they're with my butt. I don't know. You know, like joking around or I just, I never... I never did. I, I, I mean, no. And, and I was always kind of one of the guys. So, but at the same time, I'm still a girl, like, you know, going back to HSN and thank you, Jesus, this job came uh, to me. I've been at HSN for 10 years and it's mainly a woman's atmosphere, but I, you know, in daytime TV, it's a lot of women and gay men, but then I'm with the NFL it's a lot of very masculine men, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, but it was never the hosts of the show. Like the James Brown is a good Christian man. Kurt Menefee, good Christian man. Howie Long, decent man. I know his wife, Diane. Yep. 
Jimmy Johnson, Chris Collinsworth. I knew everyone and their wives. Um, every once in a while, did a player come on the show? And yeah, I mean, I had a date with one of the biggest names in the NFL. And he was a dick to me because I didn't want to see him again. And he was a guest on our show the next year. And I was like, hey! And he looked right through me. He wouldn't even say hello to me in the, ha- in the hallway. Um, that was, wasn't a me too thing though. But he, we went to lunch at the Ivy and I had a Porsche at the time. And I remember him saying he wanted to drive it because he's alpha male. I'm like, no, I'm dropping you back off at your hotel. And he's like, you're coming into the hotel. I was like, absolutely Oof. not. I'm not coming into the hotel. And I paid for lunch because I didn't want him to think right. that I owed him. Like that's how ahead I think. I'm like, uh-uh, it ain't happening. He was so angry at me. He wouldn't ever talk to me again when he was a guest on the NFL, wouldn't look at me. I, I laughed at it. I was like, you're such a child. But it really wasn't me too, to, per se. Um, you know, I want to mention, you know, going back, as I said to HSN, I've been there 10 years. It's like a family to me. And now I'm selling cozy clothes. With When, like, I got chemo and I was at Cedars, I got a big box of these incredible, yummy soft clothes and one of the things that you want when you're going through chemo it takes four hours it's drip 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 i'd watch my netflix but you want to be cozy so i'm like i'm the perfect spokesperson for this because i live in in their stuff um i'm really fortunate i have to say i mean i i i'm really lucky have i gone through hell yeah but everybody goes through it my past two years have been horrendous but they're looking up again and i'm so grateful you know, I I'm love so the co- it's like by I the way, write a book on being 50 and having your boobs chopped off. And now you're completely going through menopause because they put you on medication. And then your ex marries a 30 year old and has a baby and she's a model like, oh, I don't care if you hate the guy. You're still going to feel some shit. You know, you're still yeah. going to feel like, wow, it's yeah. humbling. <laughs> it's, but, you know, I think you just keep going. I think there's 10 books in you. We've talked about that. But I love the idea of the cozy line. I can already see Maria's going to want these clothes because that's her whole I'm thing. Her, what, Maria, we have we call it sleepwear to streetwear, so she could wear jeans with the top, and she's so gorgeous. She makes everything look amazing. Um, I'm definitely going to send stuff. So send me the address so I need I to send her. And, and when Jillian, what hours are you on? Is is it random? When do they put you on HSN? Oh, for the love! I know all I know is May twentieth, and then they tell you. You're on at 11, at 1 a.m., 4 a.m., 7 a.m., 11 a.m., noon. So you're basically on all day, but you, like, who knows? I always, like, put out on Twitter, because I, I was doing the Too Faced cosmetics before this. Yeah. Um, I would always say, hey, coming up at noon. So I'll do the same thing with the social media. But now QVC owns HSM, so it's a whole different animal. And everybody's working from home. Yes, Nobody's beautiful. at the campus, as they call it, in Tampa. Yeah, We're all working, like, they want to see the backdrop of the club, you know. I said, okay, no, 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 no. Sorry, she's looking. She wants to jump up on top of my no TV. No kitty. It's a Bengal She's so kitty. bad. She jumps on top of the TV and just stands on the top. The Bengals are the greatest. My God, she's gorgeous. Yeah, she's got really green eyes, and her best friends are dogs. She hates my other cat. Yeah, hates well, her. Wasn't Bengals? I've heard that they have a little bit more dog personality than cat. Oh. My God, she's she thinks she's a dog. They all when I put the bowls out, they all run out except I have a big Persian with blue eyes. Terrified of this thing. My daughter's terrified of her. <laughs> My son and I are obsessed with her. But um, they are dogs. She's an F three, which means like the, the most feral wild is an F one and they're a fortune. Or you can get a serval. They're like 
holy shit, they're the size of a dog and they're 10 grand. I'm like, well, I'm that's ridiculous. So she, um, she's got a personality on her. That's for sure. No, I they're exhausting, but they're the best, aren't no, they? I love, I love animals. Love. Yeah. No, and I know you do so much work with them too. And Jillian, so the, the name, what's the name of the podcast and where can we find it? Okay. So the podcast, thank you, is Ask Jillian. Perfect. Uh, and it's, it's really not about it's me asking everybody else questions, but uh, again, it's just a potpourri. It's not necessarily one or the other. It's a little bit of everything. I just so happen to be lucky to interview some people that have, are newsmakers and, um, you know, whether it's true crime or, or movie stars or comedians, uh, I've had them all. And I've just been so fortunate. Um, so it's just an hour of a, a escape. Um, and then HSN is May 20th. So I'm not sure when, you know, or what, but like tune in if you want comfies and cozies, because I'm going to send Maria some good stuff. I love it. And Jillian, like, thank you so much for today and for everything you've done for everybody in the business. And I, like, I just can't wait till when I get back there, we got to roll our sleeves oh, up too. with Maria and we got, yeah, this is so exciting. So Kelsey, you're young. It's interesting. So Kelsey's mm. 27. Pooja, who's out there too, is 23. So mm. a lot of this Jesus. stuff is new to you though, right? Like the, like the Manson family to me, like I know it because I lived the it. Manson family. It took me a bit to, like understand what you guys were talking about and then i was like oh wow. duh once upon a time in hollywood sharon yes. tate and then i like i oh, know who sharon wow. tate but then the el chapo stuff i was like what yeah. i had no idea i'm fat and i love julian like i love true crime love it L like love everybody it. does so i'm fascinated but she's lived it that's no but that's the, the thing. thing i'm like julian you're such a badass I like know, right? holy cow <laughs> incredible though truly i'm like i'm i just think it's so amazing how you and you get yourselves in these in these situations just because you want to help too it's not like you're like oh exactly I was, it, you but just want to help if, if kevin was talking about kelsey that series is called um the day i met el chapo that's oh, the I one with watch. kate it's uh, uh i think i'm the only one who speaks english in it but they do have translation yeah. uh uh you know it's just really interesting. It's three parts and it really delves into uh, her life and then how he kind of becomes infatuated with her uh, and how I got involved. But, but thank you for saying that Kelsey, because I think the main thing that I want to do is help. Um, and whatever I can do to help, I do. Uh, and so if I'm, you know, Kate was this girl from Mexico. We used to go to lunch, we go to Craig's. And mm. photographers would be taking my picture, and I'd say, "You be taking, you should be taking her picture." But nobody knew who she was. Oh wow! Um, until El Chapo, and then we couldn't go anywhere. We got chased. Um, we had to have twenty-four hour security. I'd have it here at my house. You know, it's scary. Wow. But we, you know, again, we weren't afraid necessarily of the cartel. <laughs> it was more the government. There's, <laughs> there's like a million and one books in there's you, Jillian. So like, many. It's, it's crazy. It's like the million lives of Jillian Barber. Truly. And uh, it's crazy. It, yeah, that's why we have to off air. We have to get to work, Jillian, a little that's bit. That's right. When I, when I get <laughs> I back there, we have to just pull a lot of this together because you have so much to offer, and uh, that will benefit so many people. And I think just for a lot of women, you know, just. It's oh, so yeah. aspirational, your story. Well, and Jill, and I want to tell you, too, because my mom did the same thing as you. She got breast cancer the first time and told her doctor, okay, take them both off. And the doctor said no, because it was dangerous. And then she got it again and was like, screw you. I told you I wanted them both off. So she was walked right into the next room and was like, okay, boom, take them both off. So I totally see Is you. Is she good? And she's good now, but... 
Yeah, I oh see my you. And, gosh. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. Isn't that like for them to say no? I know. Ooh. I know. I know. So I think and that's she, amazing. And how, that. how old was she, if you don't mind me asking, Kelsey, when she, she got it? 40s. I'm trying to. Holy yeah. shit, that's the age. Late yeah. 40s, early 50s. Yep, yep, exactly. So I just think, I mean. And she's doing well now? Yep, she is. She's doing well now. Thank God. But it's just crazy. So it's like, I'm always so. Like hearing your story that you were like, nope, take them off. You took I'm control. Like, I think you, your mother exactly. too. You guys took control exactly. of the situation. I think a lot of people go in and we look at doctors, you know, like they're gods and right. they they're, they're yes. deserve our respect, but you know your body. Right. Right. You know. It's amazing. Oh, thing I want to tell girls is, you know, like, I'm not sure how your mom found hers. Kelsey, was it a lump? Yep. It was a lump. Uh-huh. It was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't have a lump. I was putting my bra on and I noticed in the mirror, my nipple was inverted and I go, that's weird. But I was having a mammogram the next week. So I was like, "Eh, whatever, they'll figure it out. And sure enough, it was the cancer. They showed me it on the, on the sonogram. It was eating my everything from the inside out. And so I always tell people it's not necessarily just a lump. It could be an inverted nipple. It could be a dimple. Like there's some, it didn't hurt nothing. So you just, I always say to women, and I'm going to say it on HSN, like, mm-hmm. I know that it's real estate you're supposed to be selling, but I'm going to say to people, I haven't been here in two years because I've been battling cancer yeah. and I've, I'm in remission, but please get your mammograms. It's really important, especially over 40, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's good that you're saying that. They'll love that you're saying that on HSN gosh, yeah. anyway, because it's it's just authentic and it's, and it's providing value and service. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I need to hear it. Well, I'm glad that your mom's doing good. And, Thank you. and um, please you give my love to Maria. I will. And um, love to you as always. I'm so just thankful to be part of this broadcast that, that mm. talks to people and mm. shares, gives insight, or maybe helps other people. I don't know, you know? Yeah. And I think, um, I'm like for you, we talked about, Jillian, I can't, I think this, this, crime avenue but i think there's also women's issues avenue you've just then there's the hollywood yeah. avenue like <laughs> uh, yeah there's a lot so we just uh we're gonna pull it together yeah maybe i just should write a book or something just put it all in there <laughs> no i think there's a book as well no i think it's a lot of it and unfortunately you know when i work with coach people it's like you know the sad thing is is most of the time what i offer is more work but <laughs> but i think that in your case it could be fun and totally. i think um yeah i think that there's so many niches you could serve and we'll, we'll talk about it more. Give me a few weeks when I get back out there. <laughs> oh, I just adore you. We'll I'm so magic. thrilled that, that I'm in your life in any capacity, mm. you and Maria and Kelsey. Now, yeah. thank you both so much for having me. Thank and you, uh, I just, thank you. I'm really appreciative. You. I want you to know that. No. And oh. you know, Maria, I told you, Maria always says, cause Maria never, you never, she her. tries to leash me. So I'm not out <laughs> saving the world, but she said, no, <laughs> Jillian's our people. Go. Oh, it's true. Yeah, you got the green light. Jillian's our That's people. Boy, did, you, did you guys hit the jackpot? You know, like you guys love each other. She's one of the most beautiful women I've ever met in my life. No. And true. what a beautiful soul. So love to you both. Yeah. I know it's been, you know, we all go through our, our Yeah, we do. Our tough times. And I just want to say I'm giving you guys a big, big hugs right now. Thank I love you, you both. Thanks, Jillian. Love you too, honey. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye, Kelsey. Bye, Bye. Jillian. It was so good to meet you. Bye, So guys. good. So it's it's comfy clothes on HSN, which I love. Yes, and the podcast it. is Ask Jillian. And I really feel like that's um, that's going to be her future. 
you know, oh, yeah. I think, too. Oh, I'm I'm tuning in. You right? know it. She's such a cool. Yeah, she's, in, she's amazing. Is Pooja out there? I thought, yeah, Pooja and I were both like we're messaging. Uh, we were like, both like really because I like the millennial few, and then and the we Gen, have Gen Z. Z. No, yeah. we feel like we were on an emotional roller coaster. We're like, really? whoa, what, what, yeah, what? And there's way more. <laughs> Imagine like '90s, 2000s, 2000 the teens. Her involved in so many aspects of Hollywood, right? Right. So she knows everybody. 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 She's, she's got a good it. head on her shoulders, though. Like, she's just, like, means means business, and I love it. Yeah. Well, she's a survivor. Mm-hmm. And she, so she's, she's, again, she's strong and fierce when she needs to be, and then she's so loving and forgiving and doesn't carry the, you know, but... Um, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. I got to get up there. You know, we got to... There's a lot in her. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of stuff that we have to... Well, uh, it's interesting, too, because I didn't really know who... Like, I didn't really know who she was until... Yeah. Until listening to you and you introducing me to her because I think she was a little... Like, I didn't watch Good Day LA. So, mm. now hearing her story, I'm just like, holy cow, more yeah. people need to know her in my generation and the younger. And she's just cool because really... she's empathetic and she doesn't take things... You know, she reminds me of a person like... She doesn't take things done against her too hard, but then if you do it to her loved one, she's right. Like with the Tates, like she's just all over the Mansons. Yeah, they must hate her. That's fa- like just fascinating. 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 And the story about the blouse too. I was like, Ooh. Mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, crazy. Well, Kels. Well, Kel. After all, all these many parts. <laughs> um. What is it we say here? What is it we say? We say that we all need to be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Beep. Beep. Bye. Hey, Hill Squad. We have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show or your favorite episode with your friends. And if you want to help us even more, you can leave us a five-star rating and a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow us on Instagram at Heal Squad. You can also DM us anytime because we love connecting with you. And finally, you can also join us on Patreon for our monthly live heal events with world-class healers and ad-free episodes exclusive only to Patreon and our Super Heal Squad for as little as $10 a month. So go to patreon.com backslash heel squad to join. Getting better isn't easy, friends, but as I say all the time, it's a whole lot easier if we can do it together. We love you all so much, and we love doing this thing called life with you.